The big question is, how does someone with MS actually improve their mobility, strength, energy, independence, the list goes on. My name is Dr. Gretchen Hawley, physical therapist and multiple sclerosis specialist. Welcome to the Missing Link Podcast. Tune in as I share the top strategies and exercises to help you gain control over your life with MS using research-driven insights and advice from top industry experts. Whether you're newly diagnosed or have had MS for over 30 years, whether you have relapsing MS or progressive MS, this podcast is for you. You're sure to feel empowered and inspired after each episode. Ready? Let's dive in. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I am interviewing Dr. Whitney Patrickson and Dr. Nassim Chatawala about a newer electrical stimulation device that helps improve walking. This device is called PONS. Dr. Whitney is a physical therapist that works alongside Helios Medical, which is the company who manufactures PONS. And Dr. Nassim is a board certified neuroclinical specialist and a certified vestibular clinical specialist with over 25 years of experience as a physical therapist, treating a variety of complex neurodiagnoses, including multiple sclerosis. And she's actually using PONS with several of her patients. And so I wanted to bring Nassim on this podcast episode to get her perspective on how things are going. On today's episode, we'll learn more about what PONS is, how it can help people with multiple sclerosis, and what results have been seen in clinic. Whitney and Nassim, thank you so much for being here with me today. Thanks for having us. We're excited to be here. Thank you. Of course. So I figure what we'll do is I'll start with questions for Whitney, since you work directly with Helios and Pons, and then we'll go to Nassim, where you can tell us a bit more about actual use in real life with your patients. So my first question, we're going to start off really, really basic. So Whitney, what is Pons? If someone has never heard of this before, can you explain what it is? The portable neuromodulation stimulator, or PONS, is an orally applied therapy delivered by a neurostimulation through a mouthpiece that is connected to a portable controller. It's used primarily at home with physical rehabilitation exercise and improves walking in people with multiple sclerosis. PONS therapy is a comprehensive 14-week program combining in-clinic and at-home use of the PONS device and is guided by a PONS trainer to focus on targeted rehabilitation exercises. The PONS system, which is comprised of the controller and the mouthpiece, delivers mild electrical impulses to branches of the trigeminal and facial nerve in the tongue while performing a set of gait and balance rehabilitation exercises as instructed by a physical therapist. PONS therapy promotes neuromodulation of specific areas in the brainstem and cerebral cortex. When used regularly and consistently over the 14-week treatment period, PONS triggers neuroplasticity, leading to a significant improvement in gait function. And so can you explain how it works? So for someone listening on the podcast or watching on YouTube, how what does it look like? How does it work? Because it's very different. It's like the first of its kind to be released. So 
Can you Absolutely. explain that for us? So it looks like this. It is comprised of two components, the mouthpiece and the controller. They are sold together. The mouthpiece itself sits on the anterior two-thirds of the tongue, and it delivers like mild electrical impulses and does the cranial nerves, the trigeminal, and the facial to tap into areas within the brain that affect motor, such as gait and balance. It is obviously used, like I said previously, in conjunction with therapy. So for those who are not watching this on YouTube, but you're listening, it kind of looks like a headset almost. So it does that one piece wraps around the back of your neck and then the other piece goes in your mouth? It does. So the controller itself, it wraps around and sits kind of right on the collarbone is what most people refer to it as. It has uh, various buttons. Power button is in the back. Um, start session, and then the intensity level is adjusted on the actual controller. And then the mouthpiece itself is attached. And then that is what sits on the anterior two thirds. So the patient themselves control the intensity of the device. And it's supposed to be like a comfortable stimulation. There's no ability of the device itself to evoke a motor response. So it's not like you're going to have any um, contraction within the tongue itself. It feels kind of like champagne bubbles or pop rocks, the candy. Um, and it's for 20 minute sessions. That's fun. I I've heard of ponds for a while, but I've never actually used it, but pop rocks sounds fun. I can, yeah. I can handle that. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it's definitely an, an odd sensation. Um, most people say that the, the thing that they have to get used to the most is the increased salivation when they're using it. And so we do recommend some exercises to kind of get used to holding it in your mouth, but also simultaneously swallowing at the same time. Oh, okay. So the idea is, let me know if I'm getting this right. So it's an electrical stimulation device that sits on your tongue. You, you turn it on and use whatever intensity you can tolerate for about 20 minutes as you're exercising to promote neuroplasticity and improved movement and function. Correct. So what we term it, it's a translingual neurostimulator, like you said. So it sits on the tongue. We utilize connections with the cranial nerves, the trigeminal and the facial that go straight and tap in utilizing sensory motor fibers into very specific brain regions that promote aid in your motor function, such as your, your walking. And it promotes neuroplasticity when used in conjunction with like uh, individualized therapy programs. Yeah. And as a physical therapist, I love that because it's, everyone is so different. So there's going to be different exercises based on your specific limitations. So I love how individualized it is. Absolutely. In, in the training itself, we kind of outline how we achieved our results and the improvements that we saw based on a set of exercises, but we really do promote the clinician and the, the overseeing physical therapist to kind of take each individual as an individual and very uh, specific exercises based on the deficits that they identified. And this started, if I'm remembering correctly, in Canada, where there were a few clinical trials there, but then now it's in the States as well. Is that right? Correct. We um, were authorized in March of 2021. Great. And so what about internet, like other than Canada and the U.S.? Are, can other countries get this yet or not yet? 
Not yet. We are commercialized in Canada, um, but as far as other countries it being available, we, we do not have full commercialization other than the U.S. and Canada. Gotcha. And the studies were pretty great. I, I was really pleased with the results of the studies. Can you, if you can remember off the top of your head, can you <laughs> remember um, or, you know, report on any of the results from the studies with, with the combination of PONS and physical therapy? In a 14-week clinical trial that looked at PONS plus PT versus PT with a sham device, the PONS plus PT group experienced at least a four-point improvement in the DGI. Also, our real-world analysis of 42 individuals with MS who completed the PONS therapy program showed both clinically and statistically significant improvements in their functional gait assessment. 58.3% of individuals in the study achieved at least a four-point improvement by the end of the 14 weeks of therapy. PONS therapy has an excellent high safety profile. Overall, the therapy is safe and well tolerated. Reported adverse events were mild and typically related to baseline comorbidities and not PONS treatment. The most commonly reported issue with the use of the PONS device is increased salvation during the therapy session. And for those that don't know, DGI is the dynamic gait index where there's a bunch of measures where it looks at different components of your gait. So basically showing that gait and strength for mobility was improving. Right. Cool. So this is specifically for multiple sclerosis. Is that right? Correct. In the U.S., that is our indication. The PONS device is indicated for use as a short-term treatment of gait deficit due to mild to moderate symptoms from multiple sclerosis and is to be used as an adjunct to a supervised therapeutic exercise program for adults 22 years of age and over by prescription only. The ideal patient will have an EDSS score between 3 and 6.5. So does it matter how long someone has had MS or female versus male or what type of MS they have? There's no specification as far as type, age, et cetera, we do state that the, the ideal candidate for use of this device and incorporating it into their therapy program is based on their EDSS score, which we do say is between like a three and a 6.5. Anything below a three, the deficits probably are not pronounced enough to see that significant change. And then anything above a 6.5, you're leaning more towards this more sedentary, not as ambulatory, and fatigue really becomes a huge factor at that point, given the intensity of the program and that it's 14 weeks in duration, requiring active participation during the whole time. So fatigue is a huge limiting factor for those individuals who are further progressed, obviously, within their disease process. Right. And so I think my final question for you is, I think it's so unique and invaluable to have a physical therapist on board at a company that is promoting electrical stimulation of anything. Can you explain what you do for PONS and how, how do you fit in? 
as a physical yeah. therapist. I'm, I'm so grateful to actually be part of this team. It's kind of like a dream job. As far as my role, I feel like I wear many hats. Not only do I, you know, communicate daily with the registered ponds trainers that we have, I'm working in close ties with our, our medical department on different research that we have ongoing. Um, I work kind of with the sales team and the commercial team to help answer questions that they come along the way and do education throughout the company to kind of assist in the, the overall understanding of, of this side of, of PONS therapy, not just, you know, the technical side, but actually like the clinical application since it is used obviously in combination with physical therapy. So it, it's great. Yeah, definitely many hats. And so one of those hats that you mentioned was that you do you do the training for clinicians to become certified or, or specialized in using PONS? Yeah, so I do have a hand in it in the sense of I review their information, uh, validate that they actually have a, a therapy license, that they're in good standing with their state board. Our online training platform allows for efficient incorporation into the clinician schedule. It is comprised of module-based content that can be completed at the therapist's self-selected pace. The e-learning platform is accessible via a computer or smartphone. Our training course will prepare the therapist to become a knowledgeable PONS trainer. During this free course, you will learn about how PONS works, the PONS therapy protocol that was developed during the research, an outline of the recommended daily treatment schedule, how to incorporate PONS into the clinical practice, and how to utilize the PONS software. Once the physical therapist has completed it, I make myself available to attend most of the time virtually, like their first patient's uh, appointment, so that we can make sure that the devices are initiated appropriately, that everybody's comfortable, and that everything is squared away so that we can really start off the 14-week journey on a good note. Nice. That's really awesome. So if a clinician is listening and you're interested, that training does exist. And Nassim is, so you've gone through that training and now you're actually working with patients who have MS using the PONS. Is that right? Yes, it is. That's awesome. How, how was your experience with the training? Did you feel like you felt prepared to implement it right away? Yes, absolutely. So um, I've been a PT for like 25 years. So it's been a pretty long time doing these exercises and this regimen with the patients. Yeah. So when I first um, got introduced to PONS and they said, I mentioned, you have to have this training and it has to be done in seven days. I'm like, big deal. It's going to be the same thing that I have done over and over. But when I started doing the training and it was simple, um, I think the training was very well laid out. Um, and I think that's kudos to having a physical therapist on the team. Um, it was uh, easy to go through the modules. Uh, it is strict regimen. So basically it's not like, okay, I'm just going to rush through it. And then the patient comes in, I'm going to do my own things. Um, I think there is value to be doing certain things certain ways because again it has been studied it has been uh, experimented and um, what i also liked is it gave you templates of giving them to your you know as physical therapists we always time is always a factor we don't have time to do many things so it was like kind of an error proof in terms of the templates are designed this is what you could write if a patient is going to do a balance exercise at home 
they're going to do eyes open or eyes closed or in terms of the challenge level, they have to be, if the challenge level is between zero and 10, they should be kind of challenging themselves at a four or a five. If they're only doing a two, that's not going to do anything. If they're at an eight or nine, that's too much. So I think all those pointers were very helpful. Um, and uh, yes, it was it was a good training. That's really cool. And so it definitely sounds different than if someone were to get the pawns on their own and then just go to a regular physical therapist. Would you agree with that? Uh, absolutely. I, I think, like, honestly, a physical therapist would definitely know how to treat somebody with MS. But when you have pawns and the way the protocol works is there are 20 minute modules for these or training periods, as they're called. And these 20 minutes training periods, when the stimulation is on, you want to challenge your system at that level of like five or seven by 10, right? You don't want to underperform. You don't want to overperform. And then so finding the right exercises for you in that 20 minute, like initially my first week was a little stressful because I'm like, okay, I have to do the best for this patient because I want them to be successful. Uh, so it was really nice to have these handout saying, okay, you could do this. If the foam is not working, you can put them on an equilibrium board. If that's not working, you can do a destabilization exercise with your eyes closed. So I think there was this lot of like, you know, when you want to make a perfect recipe, if you have multiple different ingredients, it helps you process that. And that's how I felt is it gave me that nice toolbox with a lot of these different tools for exercises that I could help with the patient. I love that. And it's almost like ingredient substitutions. I'm constantly asking my Alexa, like, Hey, what can I substitute for this? <laughs> Cause I don't have that. <laughs> Absolutely. So I feel like, uh, and I think that's one of the requirements is if somebody is going to get pawns, they would have to see a physical therapist who is trained in pawns. Gotcha. Oh. Yeah, you're correct. Cause the software that's associated with it is only available once you complete the, the course itself. Okay. That's good to know. So I want to come back to that a little bit later of how can someone go about finding a PONS trained physical therapist. Um, but Nassim, can you tell us a little bit about the patients with MS that you are working with that are seeing results from this? Um, you know, what type of MS do they have? What's their EDSS? Cause I know that I get questions a lot of well, will this work for me and how long I've had MS or with my EDSS? So can you give us any information on your specific clients? Yes, absolutely. And I think um, I'm going to say it a little bit in two ways, because again, as a physical therapist, not one size fits all. So according to the label, it is definitely, as uh, Whitney mentioned earlier, that your EDSS should be less than 6.5. So between three and 6.5. Uh, one of my first patients, right? Um, and uh, she has been very vocal about using this because she has seen like excellent changes. Uh, she's going out and telling people about this. Uh, her EDSS was a little bit higher than 6.5. So she was at a 7.5. I think one of the biggest go-getters for this kind of a device is your motivation, your determination, you willing to put in that hard work and commitment into using this device. Uh, as Wisney mentioned before, um, it are 20 minute modules, but you have to do about five modules in a day. That's like 100 minutes of you working out, which is which could add quite a bit. And you're still kind of living your own life. You are doing 
family stuff, social, uh, summer comes, summer gets busy. So I think that commitment is very, very important. Uh, so I have had three patients whom I'm working with uh, this device. And so one of my patients is definitely uh, outside of that range of 6.5, but we have still seen excellent gains with her. And then the other two patients are in the range of 6, 5.5 uh, and 6. And all three of my patients have a secondary progressive uh, MS. Gotcha. Okay, that's helpful. I feel, I feel like it's always nice to know information like that because as you know, one size doesn't fit all, as you just said, and MS can be so, so varied. And you mentioned a little bit about the types of exercises where, you know, it might be balance or strengthening. Can you share a bit about what your treatments look like? And are your treatment sessions just 20 minutes or do they then rest and then do another 20 minutes? Cause you said there were five rounds of those 20 minutes. So can you just kind of paint a picture of what that looks like? Absolutely. So um, I own my private practice, right? And um, being a neuroclinician, uh, you might know that most of our patients, uh, we treat them for 60 minutes. So what we do is uh, part of the protocol, you always start with a warm-up exercise. And so our first 10 minutes are kind of warm-up exercises. It could be sitting exercises. It could be standing exercises, depending on the day. Like a warm, humid day, a patient comes in, they're already tired. We might do some sitting exercises. And then once you activate the pawns, that's a 20-minute module. So I tend, to, and we pick, either it could be a gait module or it could be a balance module. Sometimes we have had patients on a treadmill or sometimes we do balance exercises. Again, it could be on the floor, on the foam. I have an equilibrium board. Uh, the new device that I just got is called a surfboard. And uh, maybe if um, it permits, I could send you a 10-second clip because I have a patient who just used that last week with the pawns. But uh, again, the whole idea is to challenge them at that five to seven by 10. Like they, they should feel a good workout. Uh, sometimes uh, one of the biggest challenge I have found with using pawns is maybe it's a challenge, but maybe not because they can't talk to you. So once you have the stim in your mouth, they are muted. Interesting. So, wow. I didn't even think of that. Uh, so you have to establish a communication protocol with them before so a lot of times it's just like a thumbs up, thumbs down. How is the activity? Is it too much? Do you need some rest? So we do like we go back to our sign language. But uh, sometimes I have a lot of fun with it because I can say whatever I want and yes. the patients can't argue back with me. So I always joke around about that. <laughs> uh, and um, where was I? Yeah. So just kind of doing those kind of balance exercises. Uh, most times now one of the patients, we can go all 20 minutes without them taking a break. But then one of my patients, again, fatigue's easy. So maybe after six, seven minutes into it, we take like a quick 30-second break. Uh, we do it again. Once we finish the 20 minutes, we have different choices. And again, because it's individualized and as a therapist, I feel I still have power to change things and I don't have to follow the, like, of course, the protocols are there, but I still have the power to kind of individualize it. So there's something called movement control exercises which is what you do in regular physical therapy, right? You could do like uh, mat exercises, strengthening exercises, um, in kneeling, half kneeling, quad positions, like wh whichever position you want to do it. And you do these movement control exercises without using pawns. So then that could be like a good 20 minute to it. Now, some patients, again, they don't fatigue as easy and they are like powering it through. 
we have done back to back 20 minute balance and another 20 minute balance. So then that way they finished at two modules within that hour of treatment. And they don't have, they have to worry less, one less thing when they go home. Right. So basically whatever they, whatever of those five modules they don't finish in the clinic, they would do at home later that same day. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then one module again, uh, and that's why I feel that this has very intelligently planned protocol is one module is where you use the PONS device while you do breathing and awareness training. So it's called BAT. I call it more like mindfulness training. And, um, you know, as clinicians, we can appreciate how much it's needed for these patients who have a degenerative condition and stress and anxiety and just day-to-day activities about thinking, I don't know what I'm going to look like in a year. So I think this really helps them focus and reflect on what they did, what they're doing. And at the time that they also have the stimulation on. Um, So I I really appreciate that you can use this as part of that 20 minute training protocol. Absolutely. There's so much fear of the unknown as it is, but then when you add a disease like MS, it just takes it to that next level. And if you don't take that time to be mindful, focus on your breath, it can really, really add up. So I love that. That is a part of it. That's really unique. Absolutely. Nazim, can you mention at all about kind of interchanging the modules? So if your patient's having like a very um, difficult day, maybe it's very hot outside, maybe they're just very fatigued. Have you had an instance where you've interchanged modules based on the patient's presentation that day? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, so basically it's up to 100 minutes a day, right? And uh, as Whitney mentioned is we as when once we get trained with the pawns, I get access to that software. So when the patient comes in, um, there's this little USB little card that you put in the pawns device, and I put it on my computer, and basically the computer kind of reads the data from the pawns. So I get to know how many of those twenty minute sessions they have done in the week, and as a trainer, I have the capability of changing that required amount. So some people, most people will get five sessions. But again, if something was, we could do four sessions, we could do three sessions. Most times the patients will have two walking sessions, which is 20 minutes each, two balance, and then one breathing awareness training. So those are your five trainings. But as Whitney mentioned, if somebody is fatigued and you can't do two balance sessions or two gait sessions, you can, of course, swap them out. Like with one of my patients who is like at a higher range of that EDSS, when we do balance, I make her just sit on a chair. I'll put like a little donut or something on the chair and we are still doing like sitting balance training with the device on. So there is, again, lots of adaptability to this protocol. I love that. And talk about accountability. If you know that your PT is going to actually see how often you exercise, oh my gosh. When I used to work in the clinic, mostly with orthopedic patients at the time, uh, you never know how often they're exercising. They're reporting back saying that they're doing it, but you never really know. So that's, that's really cool. I like that feature. Yeah. Yeah, It's nice because you'll be able to see as the training clinician, like Nazim said, the amount of sessions completed, uh, based off of what you as a clinician identified to be the appropriate regimen. And then it breaks it down even further into 
um, percentage of tongue contact time. So if somebody kept taking it out continuously um, to talk or to, to take a rest and they didn't pause it. And then it also gives you just another level of intensity. So if somebody was like, oh, well, you know, my tongue's very sensitive today. You can look back and say, well, it looks like you had the intensity up three times more than what you've had previously. So maybe let's let's back it back down because remember there's no correlated results for improvements um, with higher intensity. It's just supposed to be a, a comfortable sensation. And, and oftentimes it does take those little reminders to patients that, you know, more isn't always best. Absolutely. Especially for those type A type people, which <laughs> I tend to be. And, and most of my clients that I work with who have MS are that way as well. You know, we have this mindset of go big or go home, do as much as we can or nothing at all. And so that is helpful to hear that you don't have to push yourself to as far as you can every single day. No, but one thing I did want to mention Gretchen, which I think I failed to mention earlier when you were talking is this program in itself in the 14 weeks, it's broken down into two phases with the first two being completed primarily in the clinic with your clinician. Um, and then the second phase is primarily done at home. And that is that component where the patient gets to take ownership of their recovery and their therapy. They have weekly check-ins. Uh, however, their therapist has structured that, whether it be a virtual visit or in clinic in that second phase, which is the last 12 weeks. But they take what they um, were armed with, their HEP, use of the device, et cetera, and really take ownership of their therapy at home. I love that. And Nassim, can you talk a bit about what type of results your patients are seeing when they use the PONS? Yes, absolutely. So the biggest results that we have seen as a big significant change is ambulation. Now, again, this is just me as a PT. Like I'm not usually going after speed for people with MS, um, but my big things are endurance is if you are able to walk one block, what can we do to maybe able to walk two block? How can we get you in the community so that you can be standing longer, walking longer, right? And I think that's the biggest change I have seen is uh, all three patients have been able to walk for a longer distance of time. Uh, one of the patients has shown like an improved gait speed, but um, uh, endurance. And then, um, you know, I feel... Directly, maybe PONS doesn't work with balance. It works more with gait. That's at least what the research has shown, right? But I feel to improve gait, you also have to have that stability to do that, right? And so I have found that uh, stability has improved in all three of my patients. Like my first patient who, again, is on that higher end of that EDSS level, um, she said something like, I have never been able to do this, but now I can stand in the bathroom and I'm able to pull my pants up like I know it's such a small thing but for these patients it's like such a big game changer to be able to kind of do that without feeling that I need to grab onto something or I'm going to fall over as I pull my pants up uh, so I, I, I feel uh, both in terms of quality and quantity we have seen uh, significant changes in physical function that's great and it's cool to hear as well that walking in the sense of 
quality and endurance is improving, but also just day-to-day things like going to the bathroom or, or, or getting dressed. It's, it's really nice when there is that carryover because that's when you'll notice bigger life changes versus just a change in one specific area. So that's really great. Yeah. Awesome. So my last question that I can think of for now, and I'm not exactly sure if this would be more for Nassim or Whitney, but how can someone get started with PONS? So if someone is listening right now and they're like, oh my gosh, I want Nassim's patient's results. I want to, uh, you know, walk better and walk longer and stand longer. How would someone start the process of using PONS? Yeah, I can, I can give it a, a go and then Nazim, you can speak to it. Um, so the first thing I would recommend is do your research. Uh, you can visit pondtherapy.com. It details everything that is required, but, but because it is a prescribed therapy, um, they would need to obtain a prescription from their neurologist. The other part of it is that you have to connect with a registered therapist um, that has completed the course. We have a whole list uh, geographically located within our um, website that kind of identifies various PTs that have chosen to, to be registered therapists, or we can work with um, a therapist that the patient is currently utilizing for them to become trained. So they can work with someone who's already trained or they can say to their PT, hey, can you please get this training? Yeah, <laughs> And th- then we can do pawns together. Yeah. So once they obtain the prescription for the device itself, then we connect with the therapist so that both, you know, sections or components are work in tandem. So nobody's waiting. Obviously, when somebody is so excited to start su- such a innovative therapy option, you don't ever want to play the waiting game. So we work, we work together to make sure that both kind of happen at at the same time. Awesome. And the website that you said for that is pondstherapy.com. Is that correct? Correct. Okay. I'll put that in the show notes as well. So if anyone listening does have any other questions about pons or the clinical studies or anything at all, you can go to pondstherapy.com. So I'll put that in the show notes. All right. Well, thank you so much. I think this was such a unique episode to record because we got the best of both worlds. We got someone from the company that can share exactly what it is, how it works, what the studies are saying, and then real life situations of how it's going and what you're doing with it and what those results are. So thank you both so much, Whitney and Nassim. I can't wait for people to learn more about it. And again, you can always go to the website for more information, but thank you so much for your time. Thanks so Thank much. you for having us. Thank you for listening to today's show. I am so grateful to have you as a listener. If you'd like extra resources, such as a video of one of my seated exercise classes, my favorite core exercises, and the opportunity to ask me your questions, head to missinglink.com forward slash insider. That link will be shared in the show notes along with links to my social media handles. If you loved this episode and think a friend or family member with MS would benefit from listening, please go ahead and text or email this podcast to them right now. Sharing this podcast will help me educate and empower as many MS warriors as possible. Thanks again for joining and be sure to tune in next week for another episode of the Missing Link Podcast.